Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and tonight we are doing the hashtag basketball first annual listener league draft. And so I figured I'd plan on uh, doing a little uh, live draft session so uh, people get a kind of a feel of what it's like to do a, a draft with real people. Uh, mock drafts are helpful by a lot, especially to get used to the ESPN or Yahoo or whatever you're using to get used to the draft tool to make sure you know how those players are ranked versus your own personal rankings. But a real draft against people who, well, if they're listening to this podcast, they, they I would assume they know what they're doing, is, is much different than a mock draft where a lot of people kind of drop out to the lobby around the 5th, 6th, 7th pick. And those those draft picks that you get way late in a mock draft, you know, the Gary Harris's on Yahoo and um, Nico Miritich's, those guys will actually go in the 7th, 8th round during a live draft with people who know what they're doing. And so I assume if you've been listening to this, some of the guys who probably are drafting tonight are listening to this podcast right now. You've been listening to the picks that me and Tyler are very high on and um you probably have some insight on how we are going to draft so it will be interesting to see how everybody puts it together and i'm trying to give a a little bit of a play-by-play and a little bit of a um i guess primer on how i approach a draft so this is going to be a 12 category snake draft that we're doing here and we have a pretty standard i think um league let me make sure uh, that we that we actually do have a pretty standard league. You know, Tyler set this one up, so you, you never know. He might have thrown some triple doubles and quadruple doubles in there just to piss me off. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we're going to have our standard point guard, shooting guard, uh, kind of freelance guard uh, spot, and then we're going to have strong forward, power forward, freelance forward, and one center, Three utility players, so a little bit different than your standard setup, with which has multiple centers. We're actually going to do one center and three utility players. So that actually does lower the um, value of centers, since simply because you don't need two, you only really need one. And so you could really um, go into a very guard-forward-heavy build here. And it looks like I'm going to be picking seventh my absolute favorite spot to pick and that is not that was not planned yahoo does it randomly i did not bribe tyler with anything um in order to get the seventh spot and and if you listen to the pod you should know if anything tyler would have screwed me over and put me at the number one spot so uh thank you yahoo for putting me at my favorite spot to draft and um, we're going to be doing a regular nine-category head-to-head league. Our playoffs are starting in week 23-24. So we're going to be going for the full gamut, the whole, basically the, almost the entire season, which a lot of people kind of shy away from having their playoffs late in the uh, year because uh, players start sitting, and it's not really an accurate, accurate representation of the finals when the best players are resting. But everyone's in the same boat. And you're just going to have to deal with it. But the most important thing when you're approaching your draft is to go into your settings and to make sure you're on the same page with what's expected. So you know what when your playoffs start. And you can a weekly deadline, you can do daily pickups. 
You can get five pickups per week, so we're not going to be doing a crazy streaming league where the guy who pays attention every single minute of every single day is rewarded. But five acquisitions a, a week is, is pretty solid. It, it allows you to still stream certain players, but also rewards good drafting instead of someone who just plays the most games during the week, which is my biggest problem with the head-to-head. And uh, we'll see if that kind of, with the schedule being changed and adding the the few weeks at the beginning of the season to get rid of uh, those bunched games, we'll see if that reduces the amount of inaccuracies week by week when a, when a team, some teams would play five games, some teams would play three games, and it wasn't terribly fair representation of who has the better team that week. Because um, in head-to-head, it comes down usually to who played the most games that week. And uh, we'll, we'll see wh- what happens here. A couple other things you want to know before you, you start your draft. You want to make sure you know what categories you are um, required to um, go after. And, and the, then yeah, I've been preaching this for a while. Uh, don't punt before your draft, and I am not going to. I'm going to see who falls to me. So being at seven is kind of the perfect spot. One of those big... Uh, top seven guys, so Kawhi being injured kind of gives me a little bit of a pause. So I'll probably be picking between Kawhi and somebody else, and I'll probably be going with that somebody else, whoever it might be. Uh, if you're in a league where you know someone's going to take LeBron in the first three or four picks, now you're picking between three different guys, Kawhi and two different other players. And I'm, I'm really hoping we get Anthony Davis. If you listen to our last podcast, we did a Who Do You Draft with Anthony Davis, and you know why I uh, so much favor Anthony Davis. I just think he's a great person to build around no matter who you are drafting. So I'm going to, um, I guess we we start drafting here in a handful of minutes. I'm going to pause the podcast, and uh, I'll I'll pick it back up when we get there. All right, so it's a handful of minutes before the draft starts. It looks like we have uh, four people who haven't logged in yet, but they got you know three or four minutes left, so we'll see what happens. Um, so one of the things I was actually doing, I got um, to prepare for the draft. I have my uh, spreadsheet with my own personal rankings. Uh, what's even better is if you can go out to Yahoo and do those pre-draft rankings on their site because we're drafting through Yahoo, and you actually get um, your your rankings po- populated uh, right in the draft. So you can sort by your own rankings. You can get those guys in your queue. And that was one of my other pro tips is to make sure you s- stack your queue up with a lot of players in case, you know, your internet goes out or you just uh, someone gets taken that you really wanted and now you don't know who you're going to take. Well, you've already populated your queue with your next best favorite player, and it will automatically draft that person if you miss your 30 seconds. So that is one of my, um, I guess, favorite uh, things to do in order to ensure that you don't um, have any mishaps during your draft. And uh, one of the other things I noticed, and I was going back through the settings, uh, like I said, to, to make sure you uh, make sure you understand your settings, we have two injured reserve spots on our team. And those injured reserve spots actually make players like Joel Embiid, Isaiah Thomas, uh, guys that we've been kind of avoiding drafting this year, they make them a little bit more interesting for me this year. So I, I'm going to probably push them up a little bit. I was ta- I was planning on saying if they fall to me in the fourth round, I would take those two players. 
But um, I might look in grabbing one of those in the in the third round just to see what happens. It just depends on how the draft goes. But this also makes players like Nick Batum and Zach Levine a little bit more interesting later in your draft. So I got my rankings. I've pulled up the hashtag basketball projections that uh, Mark Roberts did. And these are great projections. They're a great baseline and help me actually set my rankings to where I I felt comfortable with how I had everybody situated for a head-to-head league. And if you haven't listened to that Mark Roberts podcast, I know it was a little while ago, but go and listen to it. It's really good. It really explains how to use projections and and the amount of work he puts into making these as accurate as possible. It's a, it's a lot of math, a lot of historical data. So it's not just him guessing. Um, he's he's put a, a healthy amount of work into this. And I also bring up a free plug for hashtag uh, for Basketball Monster. I pull up their uh, last year's rankings too because I just like to compare what uh, people did last year, and uh, it's a really handy guide. So I got my three my personal rankings, a couple ranking sites. Um, you could even throw up a tiers list if you want to tier your um, positions. You know, there's a couple good tier guides out there. There's a couple good punting guides out there that you might want to go to. But I'm not going to punt until I know who my first two picks are. And I'm picking at pick seven. So it looks like uh, one of the guys who joined, uh, was missing joined us. We have three missing players, but that is okay. They uh, should know better before dr- dr- um, starting a league. So uh, we're going to go right off the back. First picks on the board. Um, Charlie's Crazy Team, which is an excellent name is uh is up first and we'll we'll see how this goes let's see we got people talking crap in the chat already mostly tyler this just really just being a dick um let's see all right buckets mcgee is second that's a pretty good name uh the bk okay baines big cock baines i get it i got you there uh very topical these days um Charlie's Crazy Team, while an excellent name, is, is, is taking the entire 30 seconds to pick his uh, the number one overall pick, which, to be honest, is I think is a tough pick. You, you should probably know going into the draft who you're going to pick at number one, but I've said I'm taking Kevin Durant number one in all of my leagues, and I would still take Kevin Durant number one in this league too, but it looks like um, Charlie ended up taking Giannis, the big Pianis, Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks. So, um, Bugus McGee is up next. And I'm I'm definitely going to get one of the top seven. So, I'm pretty happy with that. And what I'm doing, instead of looking at what people are drafting, I'm actually already going down um, below the uh, and looking at my next couple picks. And I'm getting those queued up. So, you know, I like Damian Lillard. I like Ricky Rubio. Um... I like a lot of these cats here, and um, uh, you know I, I like a lot of people that I could maybe partner with. I'm hoping Anthony Davis, but you know some of those lower picks that uh, Yahoo has down here, um, I'm just getting them queued up so I remember to pick them later in the draft. Um, I'm hoping I can get. Uh, Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard like we did in our Anthony Davis Who Do I Draft build. So that will be cool if that actually happens, but we'll see. Uh, Kevin Durant went off the board second, one of my favorite picks uh, to take, well, number one. Steph Curry went third. 
That's a great pick. It is now uh, my turn to draft. And Anthony Davis is still on the board. I'm excited because Westbrook went fourth. Carl Anthony Towns went fifth. And James Harden fell all the way to sixth. I almost ended up with James Harden. So that, that was pretty close. But Anthony Davis it is. And I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, that's exactly who I wanted. Next up is Trust the Prospects. Um, he went with... Uh, Nikola Jokic. So I think that's a really interesting pick. He took him over Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James, which I, I think I have them a little bit higher than a head-to-head league. But Jokic is not a terrible pick, especially if you are really excited about uh, Jokic. Tyler is up next, and it looks like Tyler got lucky and ended up with Kawhi Leonard. But uh, Tyler, going in a completely different direction, ends up picking John Wall. We have not talked about whether Tyler is scared of Kawhi Leonard after the um, kind of indefinite questionable of uh, Kawhi's health moving forward. But it, lo- it sounds like he might be a little bit uh, shaken by Kawhi Leonard's ability to get be healthy and back on the court. So Kawhi Leonard's just sitting there at, at pick 10 for Dunkin' Donuts. We'll see if he picks him. And if Kawhi falls any further than this, um, you're just, um, I mean, you're sitting pretty right there. Like Kawhi Leonard outside of the top eight is is a great pick. Let's see. So, um, you know, drafts moving along. We have uh, Dexter, who ended up taking Russell Westbrook. Duncan Donis ends up with going with Rudy Gobert, leaving Kawhi at 11. This is a crazy first round of the draft. Um, Big Cock Bays took Steph Curry, Confetti Towns. All right, so Chris C., um, I believe, is auto-drafting. His auto draft ended up taking Kawhi Leonard for him. I think he's going to be pretty happy when he sees he got Kawhi Leonard at the eleventh pick. LeBron James goes off the board um, to someone's name, uh, someone named LeBron's hairline. So good on you, LeBron's hairline, for getting your namesake at number twelve. Going back to back here, you have your choice of Chris Paul, Demarcus Cousins, Jimmy Butler, Dame Lillard, Kyrie Irving. I like my chances of getting one of those guys, considering uh, Rudy Gobert already already went, and uh, a couple of the people who already picked took. Uh, so Tyler took John Wall. He might go Chris Paul, John Wall. He might go double guard, uh, but no, he doesn't get to. LeBron's uh, hairline ends up taking Chris Paul. LeBron James, Chris Paul is a hell of an assist uh, team already, and you know it's going to be a long time before he picks. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see who LeBron's hairline gets next. Uh, looks like Kyrie Irving goes uh, right after Chris Paul to uh, Chris C's team, who is who is auto drafting. So Kyrie Irving's a pretty pretty good little pick there. Unless Chris no, unless Chris uh, might have done some pre rankings, knowing he wasn't going to be here. Um, so it's coming up on my pick. And uh, we got three more picks before me. DeMarcus Cousins is still on the board. I do not know why. I would love to have DeMarcus Cousins here. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts has already taken Rudy Gobert. So if he goes with Gobert Cousins, he's going for a big build. And uh, that will be interesting to to see how that, um, how that transpires, what he decides to punt out of that build. Um, I'm still hoping to get... Dame, uh, even though Ky- Kyrie's off the board, so I'm hoping to get Dame Lillard here. Um, or, you know, I could go with my man Jimmy Butler. That'd be cool, too. Tyler um, oh, Tyler ends up taking my guy, DeMarcus Cousins. 
Dame Lillard goes right before my pick, of course. So Dunkin' Donuts end up taking Miles Turner, uh, which was an interesting pick. Demarcus falls out, and then I, I I almost get Dame Lillard, but he did not fall to me. That is depressing, and now this is a panic time. I, I The guy I wanted was there, and I got 40 seconds to figure this out. Uh, luckily, I have my rankings right here, and the best player on the board for me, which is what I'm doing in the second round, is Jimmy Butler. Um, I might consider going Paul George here as well, simply because I think he, they both complement AD very well. They're both going to be scorers. They're both going to hit some. Paul George is going to hit, hit more threes, though, and um, Jimmy Butler is going to get more steals. But um, I'm a sucker. You know I love Jimmy Butler. I'm taking Jimmy Butler, of course. Um, I got to respect his uh his the former chicago bull one of my favorite uh players to watch over the last handful of years um it was it was good to see him carrying those teams so to respect of jimmy butler i ended up taking him in the second round license to lillard which i believe uh, just joined us uh ended up taking paul george which i think is who i i was leaning towards so right now i'm a little weak on three pointers uh but i'm really good in scoring and my rebounds are solid, my assists are low, my steals are really good, and my blocks are still pretty good, and my percentages are good. So I'm not really punting anything, but I'm leaning towards punting uh, three-pointers made. It depends on who comes up in the third round. So picks are going pretty fast here uh, with the 20th pick. Kristaps Porzingis ends up going, and then Draymond at 21, which is actually pretty late for Draymond Green. Uh, Big Hawk Baines ends up taking Hassan Whiteside, which I think is um, kind of an interesting uh, interesting pick here. Um, let's see. If we go to the um, individual teams, which apparently we can do that, um, Big Hawk Baines has got Steph Curry and um, Hassan Whiteside. So that's a um, strange build. I guess they're punting free throws with a guy who's very good at free throws. But you got your rebounds on lockdown right now. You got your blocks, and you're, you're already sitting pretty at three-pointers. So not a, not a terrible idea for Big Cock Baines. Dexter's team's got Russ and Draymond. Um, another interesting combo, but that makes a lot of sense. Draymond doesn't score. Westbrook scores a ton. He's got a really um, good kind of a position here too because Draymond Green gets you assists and rebounds. Russell Westbrook gives you assists and rebounds. This team's really, really good. The The fact that Draymond doesn't score is really negated by Russell Westbrook's being able to score a ton and their steals are good and he's already looking at a punt free throw. So a Westbrook-Draymond-Green combo, which is rare because you often don't see Draymond fall to that level, um, is a pretty good pick. And I, I was considering Draymond with Anthony Davis, but uh, I, I didn't want to punt my, uh, or I didn't want to get rid of that many uh, points, but I think that would have been a good choice as well. So Mike Connolly and Kyle Lowry went off the board. It looks like there's going to be a little miniature run on guards here, and I'm okay with that because I like a lot of the guards later um, in the draft. I, I Dennis Schroeder's had some uh, legal issues, so I'm not sure I'm as high as him on, as we have been in the past. But um, I've been looking at D'Angelo Russell a little bit harder, and I like what I've seen with him in the, in the preseason. And, um, you know, I, I've kind of sn snuck him up in my rankings a little bit. 
because I think he does have a lot of upside, and the Brooklyn plays a very high-tempo offense, it seems, so far in preseason. So I like uh, I like his potential in someone who could just score out of his mind and run the point. And him and Jeremy Lin, I think, are going to be really good together. Jeremy Lin played best when he was playing in those like in, in a two-guard situation and a two-combo guard, and, and I think Jeremy Lin's going to be really good too. So I like the amount of late guards and i'm i'm pretty happy with uh, ad and uh my boy jimmy butler so things are going hot and fast right now bradley beal came off the board at number 26 uh we have an official uh joel Embiid at number 26 oh my goodness who would have thought joel Embiid going that early to buckets mcgee the second overall pick, he's got Joel Embiid, he's got Mike Conley, and he's got Kevin Durant. If Joel Embiid is playing uh, 50, 60 games, that is a hell of a team to be going up against. Uh, a, a solid point guard and two, uh, a crazy good big, along with Kevin Durant, one of my favorite players. So, wild. Uh, so far, this has been an interesting draft. And, and if you notice, this is way different than your mock drafts. Mock drafts seem to be pretty predictable. This has been unpredictable. Um, Gordon Hayward just went off the board to um, Big Hawk Baines, and uh, Dexter ended up taking Marcus Gasol, one of my uh, favorite players. So I'm almost up here, and I could use, certainly I could use a point guard. And um, I know Tyler is going to be real pissed when I take Ricky Rubio in the third round. So I'm leaning towards Ricky Rubio. Um, I got two 20-plus point scorers with Anthony Davis and Jimmy Butler. I don't want to punt assists. I'm really good at steals, so if I get if I take Ricky Rubio here, I'm going to boost my steals way, way up. And I'm going to boost my assists way up. So I'll, I'll be looking good at, at everything except for, um, I guess, fuel goal? But even that's looking fine. I'm not really bad at anything right here. And... Um, Oh, Tyler's going to be so mad when I take Ricky Rubio. Let's see. I got Kevin Love on the board. Eric Bledsoe is actually a player that I really, really like. Um, he would drop my field goal percentage, but he would score a ton. And uh, that could uh, boost my scoring. But like I said, I, I think I can get some late scores out of here. And I like some of the late guards too, but right now there's no no good bigs fell to me. I guess I could reach down for Al Horford here. Uh, but I'm pretty happy with uh, playing Butler as a as a wing instead of a guard. So Ricky Rubio, it is, and um, I'm gonna tell Tyler I am sorry, and um, I'm sure he's gonna be very mad about that because he was about to take him. Uh, Trust the prospects is up next, and he took C.J. McCollum. I think is a very good pick, and so I reached for Rubio with um, still some very very good players on the board but i'm okay with that because I, I i like the way it fits my build um and i, I think rubio is ranked uh, will be ranked much higher than a lot of uh sites that i've seen rank him let's see if we go into yeah ricky rubio is ranked 32nd right behind cj mccollum on the projections from mark roberts so I ended up taking him 31st is pretty fine. Um, see, so Middleton comes right off the board, and Love comes off the board too. Uh, 
and and Bledsoe's still out there, so we'll see who Chris Chris C finally joining us. Um, I think he's actually going to be pretty happy with his auto draft so far because if you remember, Chris C ended up getting Kawhi Leonard somehow at the uh, like eleventh pick. And um, he got Kyrie Irving on the turn. So right now, he's got two really um, uh, first-tier and a second-tier guard. He doesn't need a guard. He doesn't need Eric Bledsoe. So uh, we'll see where the heat goes. And he ends up going with Blake Griffin. Um, I think a little high for Blake Griffin at 35, right? But, uh, you know, not the not the worst pick. Not the Not the worst pick at all. Let's see. All right, next up is LeBron's hairline. We got um, some teams kind of shaping up here now. And let's uh, let's go check them all out. And we'll have to do this pretty quickly. DeMar DeRozan going 36 to LeBron's hairline. I think that's a very bad pick. Um, Chris C., he's got, uh, he just picked Blake Griffin, so he's got Kyrie Leonard and Blake. I like that team. It's pretty nice. Uh, Tyler's got John Wall, Chris Middleton, one of my favorite players, and DeMarcus Cousins. So he, uh, picking later in the draft, had to uh, go back-to-back with um, some of the second-tier guys. But a DeMarcus, John Wall, second-tier, getting those guys back-to-back is very, very good. Um, And throwing Chris Middleton in there. So Chris Middleton's not a, a high scorer, right? But John Wall and DeMarcus are. Uh, Demarcus with high rebounds, John Wall with those crazy assists and steals, and so he's probably going to be punting blocks, but he's going to be really good at steals, and um, he's doing all right at three pointers. Um, so I'm actually getting caught up here. Um, the, the the draft is catching up on me, and um, LeBron's hairline went Bledsoe and Demar Derozan. I like the Bledsoe pick for sure, but I do not like the Demar Derozan pick. Maybe he's going for points um, since he got LeBron. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting team. LeBron, Eric Bledsoe, DeMar DeRozan, and Chris Paul. Eh, a lot of good players there. Let's see. It's almost my turn hearing about three picks. So Paul Millsap just went off the board to uh, Chris C's team, who is drafting live now. Dunkin' Donuts reaching up for Oladipo at 39. So this is kind of where you you want to start punting and you want to start reaching for players. So I'm looking at my team, and um, my my field goal isn't great. My free throw is good. My three-pointers are not good at all. So I think I'm actually going to avoid three-pointers if I can. Uh, My points are fine. My rebounds are solid. My assists are very good. My steals are probably going to win the league in steals. And uh, my blocks are fine, and so are my turnovers. So I'm actually going to be avoiding three-pointers, which is a a build I'm not really used to. I'm not really used to taking a build like that. Which means right now I could go for another big to boost my rebounds and my blocks. And you got Vujovic out there on the board, Brooke Lopez, Gordon Dragic, Al Horford. Al Horford would be an interesting pick. He's kind of an all-around guy, but he does hit threes. Uh, I got Nurkic down here, who uh, to me is very interesting. He is going to hurt my free throw or my uh, a, a bit, but um, I don't think I would mind him hurting my free throw all too much. Hmm, I don't know. This is a tough one. I think I'm going to have to go Vujovic here, um, because I do like his rebounds. 
I like his ability to get points. And um, he fits my build. He's a steal and a, and a block here. Um, I think I'm kind of, you know, running. Um, I probably could have went after Brook Lopez or Al Horford there, but uh, I like uh, I like Vujovic at uh, at round four. Uh, DeAndre Jordan just went right after Vujovic, so I see uh, another team who's going to be punting free throws, which I am not going to be punting free throws. Um, I probably should have went Nurk there or maybe even Brooke Lopez with that pick, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Vujovic might have been a bit of a reach of, uh, of where I took him. I'm already regretting that draft pick already. Good for me. Um, and that's what happens when you're not uh, terribly prepared and you're trying to do a podcast instead of just drafting. Uh, let's see. Right off the board at, uh, after me, like I said, DeAndre Jordan went to license to Lillard, who's going to be punting free throws. Dragic went off the board next, followed by Devin Booker and Otto Porter at 46, which is, um, perfectly fine, I think. Um, Otto Porter at 46. Let's go to his team. He's got Curry and Gordon Hayward and Hassan Whiteside and Otto Porter. So he's got some good scores, but, um, kind of a strange all around team there. And we'll see we'll see where that goes. I'm hoping Vujovic ends up um panning out here because I'm um definitely gonna regret picking him with uh, some of the guys I'm seeing on the board. They want him to start shooting threes. Oh boy, Vujovic. Um that'd be great. If you can hit him. So off the board next is Andre Drummond, Buckets McGee also choosing to punt free throw percentage. And that makes sense. He's got Joel Embiid on his team. He's got Andre Drummond on his team. And now he has Kevin Durant on his team. This team is going to be dominating rebounds and um, probably dominating blocks too. So safe to say I, I, I could stick away from those. I don't try to punt based on what other people are doing, but it's good to note what other people are doing. So if you, we've already seen two free throw guys go off the board. And so two people are punting free throws, which means even if you're not going to be doing great in, in free throws, you're going to not be last or next to last. Uh, Horford and Brooke Lopez come off the board at 48 and 49. Those are great picks that late. Uh, I really like that. Uh, Charlie went back-to-back -back with Horford and Lopez, actually. So that was just one guy picking both of those. Charlie's got to be pretty happy with that because he ended up with Giannis, Bradley Beal, Kyle Lowry, Horford, and Lopez. That's a That's a great team. I like that team a lot. And so this goes to show you, like, you know, a a live draft is, is, is incredibly different than a lot of the mocks that you might end up doing. Nerland's Noel goes off the board at 51, an interesting pick by Big Cock Baines, who already had Hassan Whiteside, but probably wanted to solidify, I think it's far too early for Nerland's Noel, uh, but probably wanted to solidify his big man stats. Uh, I'm almost up here, so Ibaka just went off the board at 52. Uh, Nurkic is still on the board, uh, someone who I was considering picking instead of uh, Nikolai Vujovic, who um, did fall to me. So that is nice. Isaiah Thomas is still out there. Oh, man. A late run at Isaiah Thomas in the 50s. Uh, I think that's that's probably good. Um, so Ibaka went off the board, Capella and Aldridge go off the board too. Wow, what a, what a stretch there. Um, I don't know if D'Angelo is actually going to get back to me. 
And I don't think Nurkic is going to get back to me either. Hmm. What to do? So let's go to my team real quick. I got Nurkic and D'Angelo kind of sitting there as my favorite picks. I got Rubio. I got Jimmy. I got Anthony Davis and Vujovic. I got two good big guys. I don't need, really need a third big guy. I would like to get kind of an impact guard. Drew Holiday with Rondo's injury has moved up in in my opinion. But um, now it's the time to take D'Angelo because he's not getting back to me by my next pick. D'Angelo Russell, I'm taking him at the with the 55th pick. Um, he's going to score. I, I, I just like D'Angelo all around this year. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be very good. Um, I'm kind of shying away from a lot of my normal my normal picks, my Robert Covingtons and my, uh, um, you know, some of my sleepers like Gary, Mr. Gary Harris, who I, who I do love. And Gary Harris, uh, speaking of Gary Harris, he goes off the board right away. Um, and this is exactly what I'm saying. The... Um, Gary Harris is going to go in the in the fifth or sixth round. It's just going to happen. You probably in all your mock drafts took Gary Harris if you're on Yahoo in the eighth pick, the eighth round, seventh round, ninth round, even maybe. Um, Gary Harris is not going to last that long. Gary Harris is really good, and uh, quite a few people really, really wanted uh, Gary Harris. And a uh, beautiful Bob comes off the the board right afterwards. So two of my favorite players that. Um, Often drop in mock drafts, but in a real draft with real players, um, you're just not you're not gonna get these players to drop to you. So just just be aware of that. Nurkic still on the board, which is a little bit surprising. Jamal Murray just went fifty eighth. Uh, woo, that is a, a reach, I think, for Jamal Murray by Dunkin' Donuts here. But uh, good on him. He is going with a no point guard build. Because he's got Kevin Love, Miles Turner, Rudy Gobert, and Oladipo in Jamal Murray. So interesting, interesting build. Going with the zero point guard lineup. Let's see. Let's go out to my team because uh, I have been ignoring my team and just trying to tell you what's actually going on in the draft. But it's slowed down a little bit, and I, I think that's that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Ricky Rubio and D'Angelo Russell have hurt my field goal percentage. Um, D'Angelo is going to shoot in volume, and uh, Ricky Rubio is not going to hurt you that much because he's not going to shoot a lot. But um, my free throws are still all um, pretty well because my high volume guys Butler and, and Davis are going to shoot a high percentage. Ben Simmons goes off the board at fifty nine, and, and another interesting pick. A lot of the rookies being and young players being reached down for. Nurkic finally goes off the board at sixty. I would definitely have taken him at 66 if he fell to me. So looking at my team, I got a high assist guy in Rubio. D'Angelo Russell, who I think is going to be solid in assists, but not great. Um, my steals are, are monster. I got Rubio, Butler, D'Angelo, and Anthony Davis with the steals. Um, I could probably use another block guy. Um, Anthony Davis gives me two blocks a game, but none of my guards are um, give me blocks. And if I'm going to play Jimmy at the wing, he's not going to give me good blocks either. But my rebounds are pretty fine. Jimmy gets good rebounds. Ricky Rubio gets good rebounds. Even D'Angelo gets solid rebounds for a guard. Um, but I got Dan Davis and Vujovic getting double-digit rebounds. It's just super rare. Looking at my turnovers, I'm actually pretty happy about those turnovers. I'm not punting. 
Uh, I'm ignoring my turnovers, but uh, it looks like I'm not punting them either. D'Angelo uh, didn't fit my build for a punt three-point strategy, but I like his ability to get points and steals, and I wanted to kind of build on that too. So I ignored D'Angelo's three-point three-pointers. Uh, maybe he wasn't the perfect fit for me right there, but um, I kind of don't care. Uh, maybe I'll make a little comeback in three-pointers uh, without me noticing. Wanza Ball goes off the board behind Simmons and Jamal Murray, which was kind of a weird uh, occurrence. So good for the people who wanted Lonzo Ball. Alfred Payton comes off the board also right away. Drew Holiday is still out here. Rubio, or uh, not Rubio, but Rondo is hurt out for a while. Drew Holiday, even playing with Rubio, isn't going to be bad enough to be the 62nd player. Uh, he, he, you know, in his projections on um, hashtag basketball, Holiday is still ranked in the top 40. So if Holiday is going to fall to me here, I'm going to take Drew Holiday. Um, even though I'm looking at my, my rankings and, um, well, actually, Drew Holiday's on the top of my ra- uh, rankings, too. Alfred Payton just went. Marquise Chris just went at 63. There's a lot of really good players still out there. Um, I think a lot of people are, are reaching down. Uh, Smello Mello just went off the board at 64. Interesting. Trust the Prospects is out there. Isaiah Thomas is still on the board, by the way. Everyone frightened of Isaiah Thomas. And I'm going to take Drew Holiday over Isaiah Thomas because Drew Holiday is going to play. And uh, I know I'm heavy on guards, but I don't think I can pass up Drew Holiday this late in the draft. I just don't think I can. Is there something I don't know about Drew Holiday? I always get real nervous when someone drops in the draft. I'm like, oh, oh, did I not see the news about Drew Holiday being injured for the year? Scores 19 and his win. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Trust the process is taking his time. And um, good for him. He, he's, he's making me um, sweat out the fact that I really want Drew Holiday and I'm probably not going to get him. Um, if I don't get Drew Holiday, I would actually consider Isaiah Thomas here. Ooh, in a, in a crazy turn of events. Um, whew, wow, that was a close one. Duncan, or no, Trust the Prospects, ends up going with Willie Colleystein. I hate to tell. Maybe I should tell everybody this is not a keeper league. Um, Drew Holiday's on the board at sixty-six. I don't know how I don't take him. He's a top fifty um, guard, or he's a top fifty player, and a top guard in the league. And even if I end up not needing him, and I have too many guards, he's an asset. And so, even though I'm going a little guard heavy right now on my team, so what? I got Ricky Rubio, Butler, Russell, and Drew Holiday. And they all might pan out. And that would be the, the best case scenario is they all pan out. Because if one, let's say D'Angelo Russell doesn't pan out. All right. Well, D'Angelo Russell doesn't pan out. I'm going to um, just slide Drew Holiday in there and not have to worry about too much. But if they all panned out, now I have some assets at the guard position that I can trade. And um, I, I just really like drew holiday at this late in the draft i I don't think he's that bad i know we've been talking crap about him playing with um rondo and once rondo comes back he is going to suffer the consequences of playing with rondo but he's still going to be one of the best players on the pelicans and um 
I think he's still going to get a lot of assists, especially at the beginning of the year with Rondo out, you know, for a questionable amount of time. Let's see. Rondo could be out perhaps 21 games. That's a lot of Drew Holiday. And you know what You know what's the smartest thing to do is once Drew Holiday starts balling up, just package him away for a better player. And then once Rondo comes back, it'll screw everybody over. So that'll be fun. That'll be funny for me. Um, crap, I'm telling everyone what I'm going to do. I just realized this is the Listener League. You're obviously listening to this podcast, and uh, you're going to figure out that I'm going to try to trade you, Drew Holiday. Um, so I don't care. I'm going to play with some difficulty. I'm fine with trading Drew Holiday to a, a group of people who suspect me on trying to screw them over. All right, so Tobias Harris went off to license to Illard at 67, um, followed by Danilo Gallinari. Dennis Smith Jr. goes to uh, Dexter's team. And Jay Crowder, who um, I, we had marked way far down in our draft, actually. We uh, probably got to sneak back up in our rankings now that it sounds like Jay Crowder is going to be starting. I still think Jay Crowder ends up playing like 26, 28 minutes a game, not 30, 34. But, you know, we're going to see. At the beginning of the year, he might play more. And, of course, uh, one of the guys I had pegged out, Julius Randle goes to Buckus McGee at 71, followed by Tim Hardaway. A lot of people are ignoring Tim Hardaway. Around here is uh, in the seventh round is a good time to take uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. So right now i got to go out to my rankings and see who's available. And um, a lot of the good players have been taken. But Jeremy Lin is still out there who I like. Zach Levine is probably still out there, who, since we have two injured reserves, uh, could be a very good pick. Aaron Gordon is still out there. Do you know how I like to reach down for Aaron Gordon in my drafts? Nico Miritich is out there. Avery Bradley is still out there. Um, Lynn, actually, Lynn just went off the board, of course, I was, uh, just as I was talking to, about him. Wiggins went off the board, followed by Joe Ingles and Trevor Ariza, so some interesting picks going on here um Avery Bradley is still out there let's go back to my team still feels like I'm punting three pointers my points could be better they certainly could be better uh but my assists are solid my steals are top notch my blocks are fine I could use another big man I think um and so I'm actually gonna instead of getting a big I think I'm gonna get a wing Isaiah Thomas finally comes off the board, like I said. Harrison Barnes followed him up, one of the last guys who's going to score a ton of points. I could go Avery Bradley, but I can't say that I like Avery Bradley that much with my build. Instead, I think I'm going to go, unless he already went off the board. Aaron Gordon did go off the board. Ooh, crap. Now i got 26 seconds to figure it out. Luckily... I have uh, my players already queued up, and uh, Nico Miritich is sitting over there. And uh, I don't know if I like him more than I like Avery Bradley. Well, I'm going to have to make a decision here. Um, Nico for the win. Why not? Nico Miritich at 79. Possibly a little bit too early, but um, I'm okay with that. Miritich in projections ranked 93rd. Oops. That's not good, but um, I like Nico a little bit better than I think Mark does. 
I thought Aaron Gordon would be available, and he was not. So that sucks for me. Uh, Terry Prince is probably still out there. Avery Bradley, like I said, out there still. Someone I still really, really like. Um, this is the not the cream of the crop down here. So this is where things get interesting, and this is where it helps to have your players already figured out and in your queue. Um, and so I got Avery Bradley obviously in my queue. George Hill should not be not drafted by now, I would think. Let's see who else do I like. JJ Redick. Yeah, I like him a little bit later. Then I think I can get JJ a little bit later to boost my threes. Even though I said I was punting threes, so maybe I'm not even going to focus on JJ. TJ Warren is down here. I, I like TJ Warren this year. I think he could be pretty good. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is going to be is still available. And uh, after Miritich Prince went off the board, so and Avery and Enos Cantor and Avery Bradley, all the players that I wanted. So great. And uh, this is where the the biggest difference between a mock draft and a real draft lies. Is in a real draft, the players that you thought you were obviously going to fall to you, most of them won't. And that's why you have to have a plethora of players that you're interested in. And also why you shouldn't ignore players like George Hill, like TJ Warren. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas is still out here. He's a perfectly good player. Uh, Nick Batum is injured, but... You know, Nick Batum, how long is he going to be out? Let's see. 31 games, that's not good. But Nick Batum is a, potentially a top 50 player. So he could be very interesting later in the year. Ooh, boy. Avery Bradley falling to 82nd is actually kind of rare. I probably should have taken him over. Uh, Nico Miritich, but um, I'm doing what I like. I, I'm doing what I feel is is um, uh, is necessary, and I, I've kind of gone off the rails from my punting strategy. But so don't don't listen to me about punting, I guess. But my field goals uh, percentage is pretty poor, but my free throws good. My three pointers have kind of reemerged. Uh, my points are fine. My rebounds are good. My assists are good. My steals are great. My blocks are still uh, suspect, but my turnovers are fine. So I might be somehow punting blocks, even though I have Anthony Davis, which is probably not the best uh, idea in the world. But I have a lot of guards, and maybe I'll trade for a good uh, shot blocker down the line. Maybe we'll see. Um, Robin Lopez is still out there, so he's a good shot blocker. Alex Lynn could be a late-round pick. All right, Nick Batum just went off the board. That's actually someone who I was looking at picking up, followed by LeBron's hairline taking James Johnson, an interesting pick in Miami. But, you know, if James Johnson does what he does last year, that's going to be a pretty good pick down here at the end of round seven. LeBron's hairline also went after Steven Adams, uh, Steven Adams basically being the only center um, worth a damn in Oklahoma City. So pr a pretty good pick there by um by lebron's hairline chris c is up he's taking his time and I, I appreciate that because i need time to look at my players so let's see do, 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 do. george hill is uh, is probably the best player on the board you got tj warren who probably fits my build a little bit better um, actually, he's a pretty good field goal shooter. I don't know if he fits my build that well. 
George Hill. If you could promise me George Hill's gonna be good, but I, I'm really I'm, I'm lousy with guards right now, so I'm not sure I need another guard. Oh man, these picks went quick. Dwayne Wade off the board to Chris's team. Thaddeus Young and Jonas Valachunas off the board really really quickly. Um, I am doing a I am having a little bit of a comeback on my on my three pointers, um, uh, just a little bit. So I might be interested in J.J. Redick here. Uh, George Hill is probably my favorite person out here on the board, but like I said, I, I have a plenty of guards on my team. I don't know if I need another guard. Derek Favors is still out here. Ooh, man, it's getting slim down here at the bottom of the draft. De'Aaron Fox, Scalabassier. Uh, some of my late-round picks. Uh, don't forget about Tia Dosich. The Tiodosic late pick is going to put me over on assists if he falls to me. Tyreek Evans might be a sneaky late round pick. Larry Nance Jr. has been playing very well, but I I don't terribly like Larry Nance Jr. here. Oh, man. So Josh Richardson goes 89th. And, um, man, I'm looking at a weird team. Gortat, Howard, Lou Williams still out there. Marco Fultz is out there. I'm not too happy with what Marco Fultz has done so far this year. George Hill or TJ Warren. That's kind of who I'm looking at. Michael Brogdon's still out there. So we got some guards out there. If I really want to get a guard, um, I'm, I think I'm going to go TJ Warren. He's younger. He's a little bit more interesting. I know he's... Uh, both him and George have a little bit of playing time issue. On their team with a young guy sitting right behind him, but TJ Warren's younger. Uh, it's a tough choice, but uh, uh, I think I need another wing, and so I'm going to go TJ Warren. Yeah, I like that. I like TJ Warren there. He's a good steals guy, so he helps boost my steals. He gets solid rebounds, so he gets solid points at this late in the draft. That's uh, getting harder and harder to find. Um, he's not a three-point shooter, but that's okay. I'm kind of ignoring threes right now, even though I'm considering JJ here in a little bit. And Brogdon goes off the board at the 91st pick. And so right now, let's. Uh, my team is Anthony Davis, uh, Jimmy Butler. So that's, that's who I started out with. Great scorers. Uh, but I followed with uh, Ricky Rubio, who's not a great scorer, but is going to kill in, in steals and assists. And that automatically makes me uh, one of the best steal guys out there. I could probably use a block guy, but, you know, I can't believe I ignored blocks this whole time with Anthony Davis, but apparently I did. So it looks like I'm punting blocks. The rest of my team is, uh, after Ricky Rubio, end up getting uh, D'Angelo Russell, who I, I actually really think is going to be a very good point guard, kind of a breakout type of guy. Nikolai Vujovic uh, was also in there to solidify my rebounds. Um, though I probably could have went with Brooke Lopez there. Uh, I'm kind of regretting that Vujovic pick a little bit. Could have went Al Horford, could have went Brooke Lopez. Uh, I followed that up with Drew Holiday, who had fallen pretty far. I like that pick. Now I have my guard, my point guards being Ricky Rubio, Holiday, Russell, my forwards being Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis, and uh, my center being Vujovic, TJ Warren, and Nico Miritich are also on the team. And you know, I have a soft spot for Nico Miritich. And actually, George Hill might uh, fall to me. I don't know. There's a lot of picks between me and and the next one, so George Hill probably won't follow to me. Uh, Marco Fultz is still out here. 
an interesting pick. Um, players who people aren't terribly excited about are still here, but perfectly good players. Caldwell Pope. Lou Williams. Well, I don't think Lou Williams is going to do much this year, but Lou Williams is worth picking in a draft. He, he can score. Um, I'm sure Markeith Morris is still out there. Oh, man. Dwayne Dedman just went off the board. It's getting slim pickings down here. Slim pickings. So after my TJ Warren pick, Brogdon, Dedman, Patrick Beverly off the board. So now people are finally going, oh, you know. Uh, oh, and Rodney Hood. How did I forget about Rodney Hood? Don't forget about Rodney Hood, everybody. Rodney Hood at the 94th pick is a very good pick, I think. Um, he could be kind of a breakout guy on that Utah team. Getting passes from Ricky Rubio. I hope he does well because I got Ricky Rubio. Um, I wonder if Willie Gomez is still out there. I'll have to go check that out. Tadosic is still out there if you want some late assists. Marco Fultz. If Marco Fultz falls too much further, I might have to take him. If he, uh, I'm going to take George Hill or Marco Fultz if they fall to me. Marcus Smart, 96. Miss Marcus Smart, too. You know, a lot of those uh, mid-tier guys got overlooked for um, sexy picks like uh, Ben Simmons and Jamal Murray, and uh, and they fell. Uh, people were not paying attention to Marcus Smart, and uh, Smart ends up falling very far. That's, that's a great pick for, um... oh, man, what a good pick. Willie Gomez and Marcus Smart. Charles knows what he's he's doing uh, out there. He's um he's killing it. Let's go check out his team here with those two picks: Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, Tim Hardaway Jr., Giannis. He's the one who got Al Horford and Brooke Lopez. Oh boy, you got Jeremy Lin, Marcus Smart, and Willie Gomez. This this might be the best team in the league. He played um, the rankings correctly. He got Al Horford and Brooke Lopez to fall to him on back-to-back -back picks. And uh, that was huge. But then he also uh, intelligently was ranking Marcus Smart and Willie Hearn and Gomez and got them super late as well. So, oof. Good, good work on uh, Charlie's crazy team. Good, good work out there. Let's see. Oh, Willie, uh, yeah. Lou Williams goes off the board. Robin Lopez goes off the board. Marcin Gortat finally goes off the board. I hate Marcin Gortat. I think he's going to be absolutely terrible this year. Um, Dirk, Rudy Gay, Caldwell Pope's out here. Um, George Hill is still out here. So George Hill is going to either fall to me because Darren Collison just went off the board. Um, is there something I don't know about George Hill? Of course. There's always something I don't know about George Hill. Did he get injured for the next 20 years? Because if he did, I know who I'm going to pick as backup. George Hill sitting out for a rest. George Hill plays 35 minutes in return. George Hill is fine. George Hill is going to start. Caldwell Pope goes off the board. And um, I got Marco Fultz. George Hill sitting out here. George Hill, not that great in steals, not that great in assists. Markel Fultz. You know, this is a tough choice. 
Fultz, probably going to be good at steals, good at assists. Um, you know what? It's this late in the draft. You go high upside. Marco Fultz might be a bust, but he's on my team. So I'm 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 lousy with guards, absolutely lousy with guards, and um, you know sometimes I forget to uh, <laughs> follow my own uh, in the excitement of the draft. I, I forget to follow my own rankings, and that's okay as long as you're enjoying yourself. Uh, it doesn't really matter too much, and I. Hey, I like Markel Fultz um, with the, you know, in the 100 range. I think rookies are hard to grab, but Markel Fultz is going to have plenty of playing time in Philly. And um, George Hill might eventually get benched for Fox over there. Uh, Fox is definitely a late-round guy that I'm um, I'm definitely interested in um, targeting later in the um in the draft maybe with my last pick maybe i just leave him on the waiver wires and wait for fox to uh emerge as an interesting um player someone who's actually going to start um after fultz we got another um couple guys going off the board trust the prospects richard holmes Derek favors goes to tyler tyler loves taking Derek favors this late in the draft and actually that's a very good pick uh, at 105 for Derek Favors. Uh, Seth Curry, J.J. Redick, and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson all off the board. All of the people who I was targeting next. Uh, just like clockwork, anyone I'm targeting uh, goes right off the board. Let's see. I still got Scalabossier. There's only... Um, there's four picks left in this draft, so... Hmm... I like Scalabossier. Another uh, another shot in the dark, just like Fultz. Too many shots in the dark could actually uh, hinder your team, but um, I don't care about that. George, If George Hill gets back to me, though, how do I not take George Hill? He's perfectly good. Brandon Ingram off the board. Gasol off the board. Marvin Williams off the board. Nobody wants to touch George Hill. Um, am I missing am – I, am I, did I not get the memo on George Hill? Got to go out to the news. George Hill. He's fine. De'Aaron Fox uh, injured. Just taking the night off. It's my turn to draft. And, of course, no, you bastards. George Hill, Tyler, that scumbag, takes George Hill and then the next picks is Scalabossier, my two go-to picks. And now I'm sitting here screwed. I have no idea who to pick. Um, I, I'm not even following my own um, advice on how to avoid um, getting into this predicament. So you know what? I see Zach Levine sitting down here. And guess what? I'm going to take Zach Levine, and he's going to come back halfway through the season. And he's going to be a top 50 player. And uh, I don't care. I'm going to put him on my injured reserve, and I'm going to take someone off the waiver. And I'm going to come when it matters most. I'm going to be making massive plays in the playoffs with Zach Levine. Um, I know I'm guard heavy, but, you know, there's just not a lot of good big men out there. And um, I'm going to have to tr probably trade for a big man later down, later down the road. But like I said, I got Drew Holiday. I got Markel Fultz. I got Zach Levine. 
I guess Levine, however you want to say it. Uh, D'Angelo, Ricky Rubio, those are guys with uh, high upsides. So one of those guys is going to pay off. Hopefully a couple of them pay off so I can move one for a big. So, you bastards. Take the two guys I wanted. George Hill, Scalabossier. Ugh, I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not forgiving whoever took Scalabossier. Never. Never going to forgive that person. So Gorgie Jane goes at 115. That's actually a pretty great pick if he ends up playing uh, 29, 30 minutes. And if there's ever an injury on that team, he's going to be a very good asset. Greg Monroe goes off the board. Another solid asset. Markeith Morris. All these guys are going to be playing good minutes. So these are really great picks down here. Um, some would say these guys probably should have went a round or two earlier. But a lot of the high upside guys went uh, probably three rounds before they needed to. So that's why you're seeing these guys getting taken. Buckets McGee ends up taking Dwight Howard. And he already had Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid, so he just uh, made a very good pick. Because nobody wants Dwight Howard on the damn team because he's going to ruin your free throws. But Buckets had already ruined his free throws, so he's all good. Tyler Johnson goes to Big Cock Bangs. And um, I like his team. He's got Steph Curry, Gordon Hayward, Joe Ingles, Otto Porter. Nerlens Noel, I thought he kind of reached for, but Jay Crowder is is a decent pick. Hassan Whiteside, Hood, Robin Lopez, and Tyler Johnson. A pretty pretty solid team, kind of lacking, I think, a little bit with uh, some of those high uh, upside guys. He might be someone I want to trade with in the future. Um, things are going quick now. A couple more guys off the board. Charlie. Ch Charlie's crazy team is going to win this league. He picks up... Jermichael Green and Milos Tadosic. Oh, man. People are going to be mad about that Milos Tadosic pick, and that's the exact time to pick him. You kn he knew Milos was not going to fall to him. And um, I love that pick. Charlie's team is, is my favorite team right now because um, he got that Brooke Lopez-Al Horford combo, and he got that Marcus Smart-Willie Gomez. Oh, man. I'm uh, I'm impressed by, by Charlie. Good, good drafting out there. Buckus McGee ends up taking Eric, Eric Gordon. That's a pretty good pick. We're getting down to these bottom, bottom players, and um, we will see. Let's see. Markeith Morris, Joe Ingles. Let's see. Who's going to be available down here? Jerrion Grant is someone no one's going to pick up, and I, I think Jerrion Grant's going to be the starting guard, point guard on the Bulls, so I'm going to target him probably with my last-round pick. Let's see who any of the three lettered got three three lettered guys available still. No, Wilson Chandler is out there. Rudy Gay is out there. I think Rudy Gay will be. I think Rudy Gay will be fine. Uh, this late in the draft, he's probably a decent pick. Kind of a high upside guy. John Collins would be interesting. I got enough high upside guys. I kind of just need some. Slow and steady guys like maybe Wilson Chandler. Oh, Wilson Chandler, who's going to be on an up-tempo team. He's going to score some points. He's going to get some rebounds. going to get some steals. I might be looking at Wilson Chandler here. Kind of a boring pick, but um, boring is okay at this at this stage. If you've already taken your shots with someone like Markel Fultz, which is someone I picked up. I'm almost up here. Deion Waiters just went off the board. Kent Baseboard, Larry Nance Jr. all off the board. Oh, man. 
tough choices here. Wilson Chandler, maybe Wesley Matthews. Um, I don't, you know, I don't really need the three pointers unless I want to start going after three pointers again, which I don't think I do. Bang. Um, I mean, Wesley Matthews is going to have a perfectly good year. I don't see why he isn't worthy of a pick. Um, hmm. All right. Well, it's it's do or die time now. We got Dario Saric out there. Dirk, Rudy Gay. I've already taken a chance on kind of an injured player with Zach Levine, so I don't need two kind of suspect players. Buddy Heald is out here. Wilson Chandler, Wesley Matthews. I'm going to go with Wesley Matthews. He's a, a guard and forward eligible, so he's going to be a really good streamer. And late, I kind of want someone I can I can stream. And so I'm going to take Wesley Matthews. Tyreek Evans is still out there, and so is D'Angelo Fox. And I have two more picks. Uh, Fox might be – I might be – I might not need to draft Fox. Uh, but he might be a great – stash and it would get Tyler back for for putting Hill on his team. But if you've seen Fox play in these preseasons, that guy that guy's insane. That guy's going to be really really good and granted I'm going to have to stash him on my team, but um I might I'd rather I think I'm going to stash him at the end of my bench cuz I'm going to put Levine on my injured reserve list. I'm going to be able to pick up anybody I want off waivers and Certainly, I I might be able to just pick him up, uh, uh, Fox, off of waivers. I could take that chance, but why 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 even take that chance? All right, who is left? Jabari Parker, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist is still out here. It's an interesting, um, interesting pick. I thought he had been taken. Hmm. See, he's not injured, is he? No, he's not injured. Yahoo doesn't know what it's talking about. He's got him listed here as injured. He's got everybody listed here as injured. Uh, Terrence Ross is still out here. TJ McConnell, Mo Harkless. Sweet, sweet Mo Harkless is still out here. That should have been my slow and steady guy I pick up. Mo. Sweet Mo Harkless. Oh, Mo Harkless. Why can't you be Mo Harkless? Mo Harkless, why can't why can't you be better? Is the is the better question. Um, I might have to go. Michael K. Gilchrist. He's not a he's not great. He is not great. And I already have some low scoring guys, but um, he's probably the best guy out here on the board. People have forgotten that he exists. I assume. I'm sure he'll go right before me. Just like everybody else I've wanted has. So after my pick of Wesley Matthews, let's see. So this round has been uh, Tia Docic, Eric Gordon, Larry Nance, Kim Baysmore at 124, Dion Waiters, Reggie Jacksons. I took Wesley Matthews at 127. Ellen Crabb went at 128. That's a pretty good pick. Uh, Saric went at 129 uh, for to Tyler. Tyler hating on Sarge, but I don't think he hates on him that much. 
Um, he'll, uh, the Sarge should still play like 28, 29 minutes on that team. And if someone gets injured, it's actually a really good pick. Probably should have taken Dario. Um, yeah, probably should have taken Dario. Great pick, Tyler. Um, Dirk went right after him. Dirk's still going to play solid minutes and be very efficient. Followed by Rajon Rondo, a pick I really hate, but it looks like Chris needed the probably one of the assists. Chandler Parsons and Thon Maker go to LeBron's hairline. I believe that those are, he knew he was not going to get Chandler Parsons to fall to him. I think he would have got Thon Maker off the waivers, though. There goes Chris Dunn. Chris uh, C. apparently not listening to me telling him that Jaron Grant is going to be the starting point guard for this team, and I'm probably going to take Jaron Grant with my last pick. Courtney Lee is still out here. Iguodala, Mo Harkless. There's some boring-ass players still out here, but those are players who are going to make a difference. And um, I don't know if I'd rather have Wilson Chandler, who can score at a decent clip, or Michael Kagilchrist, who does all the intangible things. My steals are already good. He could give me a block a game, a steal a game. Michael Kikokris is such a f- unlikable dude, though. Like, oh my god, Michael Kikokris is so just boring. He doesn't, he never scores ten points. Sure, he gets rebounds or whatever, but he never scores any points. But he's he's a block and a steal guy, and you know how I like those block and steal guys. Wilson Chandler is almost a block and steal guy, but he's good to um, get you points. He averaged fifteen points last year. Probably uh, probably be a little bit more open in Denver, depending on um, his rotation. Hopefully they don't cut his minutes a little bit. That would suck if I ended up picking Wilson Chandler and they cut his minutes. Terrence Ross is out here. I don't like him that much. Alex Lynn could be uh, a nice pick if they end up going with Alex Lynn to ever start in Phoenix. I doubt they ever will. It's very annoying. Jeremy Lamb. In Charlotte, we'll probably play a lot of minutes instead of um, with Batum's absence. So that could be a good late pick. I'm going to throw him on my queue. Um, so Justin Holiday goes off the board. Two Chicago Bulls players in a row, followed by Rudy Gay and Wilson Chandler, of course. Stop it. You guys, Rudy Gay and, and Chandler coming off the board like that taking my players um i might go tyree i might go tyreek evans here i hate michael kagilchrist and you know what this is about having fun and i hate i hate michael kagilchrist i just hate him i know he's gonna be good for me he's gonna be a good streamer he's gonna give me rebounds i need rebounds okay damn it i'm gonna take michael kagilchrist he's the best guy nope like i said i like fun i like enjoying myself i'm taking tyreek evans So Tyler paused the uh, paused the draft there on accident because I told him to stop. I said stop it in the chat, and he thought I meant stop the uh, the whole thing, but actually I meant stop taking my damn players, you dildos. Uh, so I ended up getting Tyreek Evans because I had him in my queue. So no no worries with with that pick. Uh, Michael K. Gilchrist does go off the board right after that. So does De'Aaron Fox. So uh, my prediction of getting De'Aaron Fox with my last pick disappears and um i am 
internally sadden, and I have to comfort myself with the uh, the sweet, warm touch of Tyreek Evans. So hopefully, let's pray to the basketball gods that Tyreek Evans becomes the number one. Uh, once Mike Conley gets traded, Tyreek Evans becomes the number one option in Memphis. Um, yeah, Fox going off the board. That really, um, really depresses me. Jeremy Lamb's out there. I said I was going to take um, Grant, and I just, I actually, Jerrion Grant is out there, and I might just take him. Um, though I already do have a Chicago Bull, so I don't need to take him. Elias Sova is out there. Trevor Booker. Hmm, there's a lot of good players still out there. So uh, let's see who's going in this draft. Right, at, uh, right after my Tyreek Evans, of course, Michael Kiko Chris goes off the board, and De'Aaron Fox, the players I wanted. Danny Green goes next. Carlos Levert, right after him. This, these are the dredges of the last rounds. These are the rounds people don't pay attention to, but they can, um, honestly, they can really uh, make a difference. Uh, so Jonathan Isaac and, of course, Jeremy Lamb. Man, Charlie's crazy team knows what he's doing. I'm going to have to give him respect. Great pick. He takes Jeremy Lamb. Jonathan Isaac is also kind of like a high upside pick, so that's that's a good pick. Um, man, Charlie's been Charlie's been killing this draft. I'm, I'm I'm most impressed. All right. You know, Jabari Parker is still out there, so I could just stash Jabari Parker. Uh, Sacramento's probably going to play Zach Randolph a lot, but Zach Randolph is pretty boring. Uh, but Healed is still available. Derek Rose is going to start in Cleveland. Oh my god, do I do I draft Derek Rose as the all, ultimate hilarious pick? Josh Jackson for Phoenix is still out there. Jason Tatum, who honestly might start in Boston, is still available. Um, I'm either going to take, uh, with my last pick... It might not be the worst idea to take Jabari Parker. Even How long is Jabari? He's out for such a long time. Um, Markeith Morris, Caldwell Pope. Where are you, Jabari Parker? How long are you out? 56 games. He's not going to be come back until February. Oh, my God. It's just not worth it. But I have two ILs, and actually, I could just stash him on my team. I'm going to take Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker, if he comes back during the playoffs, he might be the difference maker. And this is kind of a weird thing with leagues that have uh, injured reserve spots is that you can stash someone like Jabari Parker with your last round pick, throw him on your IL, pick someone off the waivers, and move on with your life. It means I'm not going to get Derrick Rose. Oh, oh well. I'm not going to get Buddy Heald. Oh, well. I'm not going to be um, too beat up about it. And um, I'll just pick one of those guys off of waiver wires, whoever doesn't get picked. And I'll have Jabari Parker sitting on my uh, injured reserve along with Zach Levine waiting for the playoffs. And they, they might be the difference for me in the playoffs. So here come all the late picks. Uh, Kelly Olenek, Kyle Kuzma. So everybody's just kind of taking shots in the dark right now, and I like that with your last pick. Uh, Jalen Brown goes off the board. Boban, Mer- Mer- 
Marianovich, come on, Boban's not going to play. Uh, John Collins is a great pick by Hel- uh, Donaki. I don't know what his name is. Uh, Lowry Marketing goes off the board to license to Illard. That is a Homer Chicago pick if I've ever seen one. I'm going to sh- shock the world by going Jabari Parker. Shock the world! Uh, people probably did not think I was going to take it. a guy who's going to be injured for the entire season, but with those injured reserve spots, I'm just going to pick somebody off of waiver wires, and it's probably going to be Derek Rose, just because I love Derek Rose. Um, Frank Kaminsky's still out there. Zach Randolph's still out there. There's a lot of there's still a decent players who are going to be on the waiver, and also you got to be prepared to drop people anyway. So me having extra Norman Powell is still out there. Shh, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody Norman Powell is still out there. Uh, Roberson. Oh man, there's still a lot of Frank Nikolitsa is, is 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 hanging around out there. Justice Winslow. There's still plenty of good players on the waiver wire. Mo Harkless snuck by everybody. Nobody likes Mo Harkless except for me and Tyler. Um, yeah, Tosh Gibson's out there. Tosh Gibson's gonna be a perfectly fine player. So I love the fact that I'm gonna be stashing Zach Levine and Jabari Parker. Now, Jabari Parker maybe never um, never pans out. And, of course, uh, Tyler takes Jerry and Grant. And Buddy Heald goes off the board, too. So there's two of the waiver wires I was hoping would fall to me. But there's only two picks left. And Tyler, of course, takes Jerry and Grant. That scumbag. He know, he, I, I gave him that tip, and now he's using it against me. But like I said... A lot of good players off the board. So let's let's just go through the teams. This is the end of the draft. Tyler, let's look at who, who he's stacked up with. He got John Wall and Chris Middleton um, and, and DeMarcus Cousins. So that's a pretty good starting three. And then he ended up following up with one of his favorites, Dennis Schroeder. Beautiful Bob Covington. That's a great pick for Tyler. And um, he did something. Uh, he, he let Carmelo Anthony fall to him, and he ended up taking Carmelo. And I think... Carmelo, with the amount of points Carmelo can score and the amount of threes Carmelo can score, that's a pretty nice pick. Uh, he reached for Enos Cantor. He, uh, Jonas Valanciunas fell to him, so that was a good pick. George Hill fell to him, which pissed me off. Derek Favors, Sarge, Rudy Gay, and Jerry and Grant with his last pick, which was definitely um, only picked because I told him he's definitely going to start. Um, looking at Bigcock Baines. Uh, pretty good team. Curry, Hayward, Ingles, Porter, Nerlens Noel, Jay Crowder, Hassan Whiteside, Hood, Robin Lopez, Larry Nance Jr., Tyler Johnson. Uh, pretty pretty solid team. My favorite team was definitely uh, Charlie's Crazy Team because he, he just got some lucky drops to him. He took Giannis, I think, number one overall, but he ended up getting Al Horford and Brooke Lopez somehow. He ended up getting Kyle Lowry and Bradley Beal somehow. He ended up getting Jeremy Lin, Marcus Smart, Tim Hardaway, Willie Gomez, Tadosich, Jeremy Lin, and Kelly Olenek. That is a that is a barn burner of a team. And let's just go out to my team. For some reason, it thinks I don't have any centers when I have two. But um, I ended up taking Anthony Davis and Jimmy Butler. And then I went with Ricky Rubio just to get the, the, those solid assists and steals and, and just to make my steals super domination. Um, I probably shouldn't have t- taken Vujovic. I probably should have taken someone like, oh, I don't know, whoever was available. I think Mark, uh, Brooke Lopez was available, and that might have been a bad pick. 
and guess what? People are going to make bad picks. Even um, someone who considers himself fairly um, good at fantasy basketball, someone who's played it a lot, in the heat of the moment, you're going to make uh, some bad picks. And if you're not prepared, if you don't do a lot of mock drafts beforehand, you might do something stupid like I did and take Vujovic over uh, Brook Lopez. But I don't really mind the pick. I was already pretty good at points. I probably could have been solidified my points even further with Brook Lopez and solidified my blocks. But um, I instead solidified my rebounds. And I'm okay with that because I also ended up getting D'Angelo Russell. Drew Holiday fell to me, which I really like. TJ Warren. Nico Miritich, Markel Fultz could be a breakout player. Um, I did the injured reserve strategy, and I took Zach Levine very late, and I'm going to throw him on my injured reserve. I took Jabari Parker with my last pick, throw him on the IL as well. And um, I took Wesley Matthews and Tyreek Evans. Those are guys who I probably will drop. So I'm going to have a lot of, I'm going to be doing a lot of streaming, it looks like, at the beginning of the season. And I am guard heavy i have a lot of quality guards so uh, i'm gonna be looking to trade a guard to somebody and probably for a big and probably to solidify um some of my forward spots and big spots but overall i like the draft and i, I want to thank all the listeners if you are listening and we're in this draft thank you for joining the league uh, for the first annual hashtag basketball presents watching the boxes fantasy basketball annual redraft head-to-head nine category official league thank you for joining us and thank you for joining me for rambling on during this live draft and hopefully that helps you see the difference between a live draft and a mock draft things go quicker they go a little bit crazier they're way more unpredictable and you just got to be um very prepared with your rankings and your projections to go in the direction that you feel is necessary and um I kind of wavered on uh, what I was punting early in the draft, and that was a bad choice. In my third round and fourth round, that's when I like to pick what I'm going to be punting. And I I never really decided on anything. But I know I'm going to be good at um, steals. I know my assists are going to be fine. My turnovers are going to be fine. My free throws are going to be great. Um, and my points are going to be solid, and so are my rebounds. So overall, I think I'm going to be fine in this draft. I think there are a couple teams that I liked a little bit better than mine, but that's just the luck of the draw. So that's it for me. Thanks for uh, joining us, and we'll be back with more Who Do I Drafts and probably a little bit more um, strategy and, uh, and hopefully some preseason news that will help you with your upcoming drafts. So yeah, thanks for joining me, everybody, and have a good night. 